Hi, I'm Andy Parati, and welcome to another edition of Behind the Investigation with Atlanta News First Investigates. Joining me now is my colleague, investigative chief investigative reporter Brendan Keefe, with a very important story about airline safety. Brendan, tell us a little bit more about this investigation. You know, Andy, every once in a while we get to do an investigation where the conventional wisdom is turned on its head. And so the question setting up this story is, how could requiring a safety device on airplanes actually result in more deaths? And to add to that, we're talking about the most innocent among us, children, babies under two. So babies and toddlers right now can fly on laps uh, for free in the United States domestically. Uh, they don't have to pay for an airline ticket. Their parents don't have to pay for an airline ticket. And even though the FAA strongly re recommends car seats or safety seats that they've approved, um, they're not required. And the Alaskan Airlines incident that happened most recently where the door plug blew out, there were a few babies in laps on that plane. And only by chance were none seated near that gaping opening at 16,000 feet. Had there been, it would have been a tragedy. So there's a renewed call to require child safety seats on airplanes and we found out why that may be a terrible decision. Sarah and Sky Carter always buckle up their son for a trip at 50 miles per hour. Folks, good morning to you. Welcome aboard from the flight deck. But they never buckle Kylo at 500 miles per hour. Sky is breastfeeding, um, so it makes it very convenient to be able to hold him. There were three lap babies on board Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 when a door plug blew out at 16,000 feet. By chance, the unrestrained children were nowhere near the gaping hole in the side of the plane. Put their children under two in their own seat uh, in a FAA-approved car seat so that they are secure and that they are safe. That's the government's recommendation, but not the rule. Families still bring car seats to the airport, but many check them as luggage because kids under two travel for free when on a parent's lap. Studies show requiring parents to buy a full price seat for their babies would not only cost more money, statistically, it could also cost more lives. If just one family out of five chose to drive to grandma's house instead of fly, 10 times more children would be killed. How is that even possible? Because runway 25 is a lot safer than highway 85. In the United States, there's one passenger car death for every 200 million miles driven. But for air travel, there's one fatality for every 10 billion miles flown, billion with a B. The FAA has determined that requiring child safety restraints on aircraft would actually kill more children in car crashes every year than it could possibly save from plane crashes. Would it change your decision on shorter trips? Would you drive instead of fly? Yes, on shorter trips, yes. During our interview, there was a car crash just outside the Atlanta terminal. In fact, ambulances at the busiest airport in the world respond to far more car crashes than plane crashes. Canada's Aviation Authority made a similar calculation as the FAA after a lap baby was killed there in a plane crash in 2012. Transport Canada determined a safety restraint requirement would kill 10 more babies on Canada's highways over the same decade that would save just one from a plane crash. 
well, it's kind of apples and oranges talking about proportion, but it feels like they flip-flop that as a reason to justify not pursuing safety. Megan Gibson is a child passenger safety specialist with Children's Hospital of Atlanta. Turbulence is a really big issue. So that is where we're seeing a lot of these injuries come from. If there's turbulence, is that something you're concerned about? No, because we wear our seatbelts and he's never not held. But a requirement would actually force parents to pay for two seats for their baby, the plane seat and another car seat if theirs is not approved by the FAA. At the same time, the government is saying you can't just bring any car seat on an airplane. It's also saying you don't have to bring one at all. It is very frustrating. When you work in injury prevention, it's always point counterpoint for many things. When the risk is low and the cost is high, many parents are choosing to hold their children's lives in their hands. Brendan, powerful story. So let me get this straight. It's the research that shows that if airlines start charging parents for a seat for their child, that they will then have to or they will likely be compelled to drive more. And that's why there will be more fatalities. Yeah. A lot of times what we deal with in investigative reporting is perverse incentives. Right. So it is this isn't so much a perverse incentive as it is like, a, you know, it's just simple math. Look, I have a couple of kids and we often go down to Florida. And when the kids were younger, we would fly. But once they could no longer fly in the lap. We drove to Fort Lauderdale from Atlanta because that's sort of that cusp, you know, yep. from here to New Orleans in Atlanta, from Atlanta to somewhere in Florida. Do we fly and go through all of that hassle? And then that money is just what pushes it over the edge. Now, to be fair, these studies have been replicated time and again. So the statistics are sound, but there is a number of safety professionals who say, look, we cannot let these sort of projections get in the way of actually providing safety for babies. Do you, you mean to tell me we're not going to give uh, car seats essentially for babies on airplanes, but we're going to require them in mm -hmm. cars? Why buckle her up at 50 and not at 500? And that is a fair question until you start to look at the statistics of actually how many infants and children are actually injured and killed on airplanes. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear the response that you're getting from parents after this story aired. I, I remember in your story, you heard from one parent saying, no, like I feel completely comfortable just me being buckled up and holding the child. There's no way that I would not be holding them, uh, you know, in, in case of an emergency. I felt I thought that was really interesting. What are parents saying? Well, there's instinct, right? I mean, if there's a problem, you want to be holding your child. Mm -hmm. Now, now imagine you're a parent. The, the plane is making an emergency landing and you're supposed to not comfort and hold your baby, but you're supposed to put them in a seat next to you. Mm. So some of this is actually just instinct that's bred into parents uh, that they think the safest place is holding their child. Now, physics, they're another story. Mm -hmm. uh, when you start adding G forces, when you go from one G to two Gs, that baby now weighs twice as much. Mm. When you go to 10 Gs, the baby weighs 10 times as much. You simply cannot hold the baby back. Uh, from those forces. And to be blunt, the baby not only can be injured or killed, but the baby becomes a projectile flying through the aircraft. Oof. Before that, it's terribly frightening as a parent. It's awful to even hear me those words coming out of my mouth. But here's the thing. It's so incredibly rare to almost be statistically irrelevant. Uh, fewer than one child per decade is killed in the United States in a commercial plane incident. In fact, one of the number one injuries to children on airplanes uh, in the United States is burns. And you're like, burns? Why burns? 
from hot coffee and tea uh, that is spilled on them as they're doing the beverage service. That's how rare plane crashes are. And so a, a child safety seat isn't going to stop them from hot coffee getting on them during the beverage service. So in reality, you have to go back to 9-11 or you have to go back to the 1989 Sioux City crash um, before you start finding these incidents. Now, turbulence is far more common. Um, and that is where I think the more reasonable response has been. A number of parents contacted us and say, look, when there's turbulence, there's no holding on to that baby. The best place is in a child safety seat. Right. But right now, that decision is up to the parents and not forced upon them by the government. Mm. Very enlightening investigation. We'll be curious to see if regulators do anything. Brendan, thank you so much. And thank you for watching Atlanta News First Investigates Behind the Investigation. You can watch more of our investigations on our website and anywhere you stream. Thanks for watching.